Welcome back to another edition of Broad Street Bench Warmers, sponsored, of course, by Growl and Grub Magazine, Roxborough Hospital, and the Isle Maniunk. I am Dan Black. He is Richie Gary. Richie, how are we doing this morning? We are great, Dan. The Lakers <laughs> sitting pretty. We're not going to talk about it, so I'm just going to mention here, Felix Hernandez back in the MLB with the O's, and we have a ton of NFL to talk about. Super Bowl weekend preview. Let's get after it. Obviously. With that, yeah, we're going to talk about plenty of that. Uh, we're going to save that for a little bit because, you know, got to keep the fans, got to keep them, you know, uh, a little bit hungry. And speaking of hungry, let's just jump right into it. Let's start with some food. What have you been munching on recently? So recently I've been munching on a place called Longboards, located in Ocean City, Maryland. Mm. They are typically like your classic type of bar that you would find at a beach like bar food but like with a little bit of a seafood twist being near so close to a shore they have something that probably a lot of people wouldn't expect the bar to have really good um really dish of which is queso they have this three cheese queso that is phenomenal and then of course they have one of my personal favorites the classical delmarva burger that is a burger topped with crab meat you can't really go wrong um you really can't i mean granted you're not gonna get ketchup. don't put ketchup on i used to as a kid that's pretty much cardinal sin these days just put some more chestershire sauce on it and let the rest take care of itself yeah that sounds gross if you put a uh, crab <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound any, anyway i was like if it was a burger it needed ketchup but now i'm like why did i do that like it doesn't taste good i mean my mom used to put mayo on cheesesteak so you know oh man Oh man, bit of a cardinal. It's not as bad as ketchup and crab, but it's close. It's close. I mean, both are like looked down upon. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. So, what have I been eating? I actually uh, I'm getting a takeout tonight, so I I'm excited for that. This is uh, big for you. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm uh, I'm thinking of getting uh, some Spanish food from a place that I like um, called Amigos. It's a pizza place and Spanish place, um, and it is muy bueno. Great, uh, great sausage. Love the sausage, and they give you like, like if you order like guac, like a side of guac is like this big. They do it right. They do it. Yeah. They do it how grandma does it. I get yeah, it. It, no, exactly, and it's just like absurd. And it's so, so I may, uh, I may try and you know vote for that if I can and uh, and get that in my belly tonight because. Oh, the bomb, the bomb diggity, the bomb. Okay, diggity. go get your two cents in there. You know, you gotta get <laughs> exactly. <that. laughs> exactly. So, uh, so let's jump right into uh, some sports news uh, going on in the NBA. Before we get into our Sixers stuff, some controversy going on, of course, with LeBron James the other night. Uh, LeBron v. Courtside Karen. I read a little bit about it. It seemed like it got like sort of blown out of proportion and just like unnecessary. Um, but it was funny and people took shots at LeBron for like being soft and like, you were like, Oh, Jordan's biggest competition was like, you know, Charles Barkley. And this is LeBron's versus some like caked up gold digger apparently or something like that. What, what were your thoughts on this? So I did, I went on a deep investigation. Um, so I I've got all the background. So this girl claims to be 25 married to a billionaire who has a history of having beef with LeBron going all the way back to his Cleveland days. 
I looked at his Instagram from 2017 and he's posting about, I really don't like this guy when LeBron doesn't even know who he is. So this guy's had a grudge since 2017 going four years now. Um, His wife, who he has just recently married and had a ugly child with um, is 25 um brianna something or other she's she uh, looks like people have been giving her the meme she looks like that uh fishing toy with the high legs um from toy story um so go look that up if you don't know what that is um but the girl uh i don't know who she thinks she is she's acting like she's important she's got 45k followers because people think they think she's hot or she's being watched by the irs for um you know just waiting for old money to die you know, probably both. Um, at the end of the day, apparently LeBron mentioned like what, like they don't, the athletic did like a, like a lip reading investigation. And he just said like old raggedy ass man to the guy. And then she relieved that account of the events that was way more graphic saying that he was cussing him, cussing her old husband out, um, which probably wasn't true. By the way, I I just don't, I don't understand like how this happened with this girl, how she got here because all of her photos are of her mainly. There's like one or two of her husband just to like make face, but you you can tell uh, the the love in the relationship. It's not at the penultimate level of focus of importance for her. Um, So, I mean, for me, I thought it was hilarious. I wish LeBron kind of would have went off more. Um, My favorite quote from this, though, is LeBron going over and he he thought that they were father-daughter. Yeah. She went, that don't talk to my bleeping husband that way. And I, he was then, LeBron was like, I was just shocked. (laughs) And I was like, you know what, LeBron, if I were you, I'd probably be shocked too. But you are in Atlanta, and anything is possible in the city of dreams. Um, so, yeah, the controversy, definitely I agree with you, a little bit blown out of proportion. I watched that game, um, and I was like, okay, like, it's just a fan heckling. Like, it doesn't seem like anybody really cares. And then the refs go in and be like, enough of this hoe and her husband. Get the hell out. Um, like, it's kind of hilarious that even with, like, limited fans – fans are still somehow finding a way to involve themselves in games, Um, especially in the middle of like, especially like at the end of January in the NBA season, like this is like the most we're going to have to talk about really. But something that pertains a little bit more to the court is Joel Embiid's play, particularly last night with the Sixers win. I mean, obviously he's been doing this now for the course of the whole season. Dan, what are your thoughts on Joel? Well, he had another double double of the team with 34. Uh, Obviously, you know, Charlotte played out of their minds last night compared to what they usually expect. Um, and, you know, again, it's just another iteration of Joel Embiid proving that he's the MVP this year. Again, LeBron James, as we know, has plenty of argument. I've always been on the LeBron James, you know, could be MVP every single year, trained for a decade. I, I, I get it. Um, but, you know, I, I also know that this Sixers team without Joel Embiid is – a 180 difference. I mean, it is not nearly as dynamic. It's not nearly as scary. It's not nearly, you know, they're sitting at the top of the conference right now. If Joel Embiid's not there, they are not sitting there. They're still probably in the playoffs because they just have too much talent. Um, And the East is the East. Um, But, but, you know, they're not a real contender without him. 
you know, so, so as long as he stays healthy and as long as he continues to have these types of performances that just blow you away every time, you know, is it sustainable in the playoffs? I don't know, but certainly in the regular season and certainly to put him in the conversation for MVP, he's there right now. I, I'd be surprised if he's not sitting at the top. Um, so, so he's just been phenomenal. And I, I don't know, he won player of the month, rightfully so. Um, and, you know, you know, I, there's nothing more you can say other than he's just been fantastic and you're just knocking on wood a million and trillion times that he stays healthy throughout the regular season and into the playoffs. I mean, yeah, I agree. I think Joel has proved a lot of people wrong, including myself. He's stayed healthy. He's taken his game to the next level. And I think in this from this play of his, I, I have a take that I think you're going to be a fan of, Dan. Yeah. Uh, I believe that the Sixers have a better shot at getting to the finals than the Brooklyn Nets, what everybody's talking about right now, because they score just an ungodly amount of points. But yeah, people are also talking about is that they can't guard a candle. Um, and the Sixers have fantastic defense. And from a guy who was a fan of a team that had fantastic defense last season and also has fantastic defense this season, mind you, um, defense will get you to a championship. Offense will get you in the playoffs defense will get you to a championship and that's why i believe the sixers right now are in a much better shape like not even playoff wise i'm talking finals wise um in terms of comparing them to the nets i don't think the nets can overcome their defensive struggles when it's crunch time unlike the sixers where Yes, maybe they can't score as much as the Nets can, but they can sure as hell stop them on the defensive side of the ball. And if anything, when they do play the Nets, they're going to be able to score more points than they normally do. So I am right now, this is one of the few times that I will have a positive Sixers take. They are probably the lead contender in my book to take it to the finals. Yeah, I mean, let's let's just jump right into uh, some contenders versus pretenders as we turn the page, you know, into February. And I mean, think about it, we're, we're not that far away from, uh, from talking about the playoffs soon enough. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I would agree with you at this point. My thing is, as I think the Nets have one more major move up their sleeve, you know, I truly believe that they'll trade Kyrie Irving because he's sort of the odd man out. And I think they'll trade him. They'll, they'll do their best to trade him for, you know, defensive help, draft picks, depth, whatever, um, because I think they know that – I mean, what was it? The other night, who they play? Like Cleveland or so, – they got – I mean, they got destroyed by Colin Sexton. I mean, Cleveland has been shockingly okay this year. Um, but, you know, I, I think they know that that is a glaring weakness. And in the playoffs, yeah, they're not going to be able to, you know, put up 150 a night, you know, against the Sixers or – uh, against Boston or against Miami, like that's just not happening um, for for an entire series. So I think it, if they make that move that I think a lot of people expect and they, they find a way to get, you know, get rid of Kyrie or even if they can find a way to somehow keep Kyrie Irving and bring in, you know, defensive help, I don't know how the hell to do it. Um, Gap-wise, I don't know. Right, that's what I'm saying. Then, you know, then I'm putting the nets at the top because then they just have, they're too well-rounded, but yeah, as long as this is the, you know, formation that they have, I, I find it hard for them to 
not tire out at some point in the playoffs and not, you know, have another way of stopping teams. So yeah, I, at this point, the Sixers, as much as I think that Ben Simmons not being, you know, the all around player that I'd hope um, he would be, is going to hurt them in the playoffs. At the same time, no one else in the Eastern conference has proven that they are a good enough all around team uh, to compete with the Sixers. And listen, Tobias Harris has been fantastic. They're getting the help from the depth for the most part from the bench and from uh, some of the guys they brought in free agency. And obviously, again, as long as Embiid is playing to the level that he's playing now, then, you know, and, and you can get Ben Simmons to play how he played last night, which is, you know, you know, 18 points or whatever he got and, you know, nine assists. And if we can get that, then yeah, the Sixers by all means have every reason to be sitting atop the Eastern conference. Um, and I think they are certainly contenders. Who do you think are the pretenders in the Eastern Conference? Uh, pretenders in the Eastern Conference. I mean, I honestly say the Nets. I don't think, obviously, obviously, with your prediction, if they change the help that they have and they get some depth on the bench, then they're contenders. Um, pretenders in the East, though, and this may be a little bit of bad blood spoiling over for me, but. I don't think the Celtics are contenders. I believe that they are pretenders, at least when they go on the West coast, that team is awful. Whenever they travel West, they yeah. were not, I think they like, they lost like a couple games where I was like, really? Like you're the Celtics. Like you guys have a lot of young talent. You have a young head coach that is supposedly brilliant, except whenever he's in the playoffs. Um, maybe that's why I don't believe that they are playoff contenders. Um, at least for me, like, like at the end of the day, the reason you make the playoffs is to win the finals. And I'm thinking of teams that could beat a team coming out of the West. And right now it's a very, very short list, which would be the Sixers and the Nets. If something changes with the Nets defensive help, that's really it. Um, everybody else in the East, I, I just don't, I haven't seen enough games yet. And that may be because of the pandemic to really like have a solidified foothold and saying, yes, these guys can play. These guys can actually have a shot at taking themselves to the finals. I just don't see it right now outside of those two teams. Um, as far as the West goes, obviously the Lakers um, just, they picked up right where they left off. I think people are sleeping on the Clippers to an extent, probably because of Paul George can't keep his mouth shut. Um, the dude just, he compared himself to LeBron as far as like tier wise. And it was just like a whole like thing where Jared Dudley even weighed in and he was like, that's disrespectful, um, to LeBron. Um, and I guess like part of me wants to say Denver in the West too. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, they do this every year. They have a sick regular season. It's, it hasn't even been as good as usual. Well, I'm surprised is is how Dallas is a pretender right now. Yeah, that's that's certainly uh yeah that that I was hoping you would bring up because yeah that's very shocking. They they have uh, they've underwhelmed. They've been they've underachieved to say the least. And I think you know again, I I think they just are they're just missing that one perfect because co- I think anybody can play with Luca. He just is that well-rounded of an athlete um obviously not the greatest defensive player quite yet I don't know if he'll ever be that great but I think he tries enough he tries hard enough you know it doesn't it's not like James Harden where it's just like he didn't do anything he just um, lets him go like a barn door 
Right. You know, I, I think they just need, you know, something to bounce their way in the draft where they get, you know, some six, nine, sick, small forward that, you know, can hit the corner three and, you know, it's just to make that tandem work um, because the moment that happens, they're, they're, you know, they're going to be lethal. Um, they're going to be legit. Yeah. Sure. I, yeah. I just, I just don't think they have the depth and I don't think they have enough talent at the top aside from Luca. I mean, Porzingis is a, I like Porzingis, you know, um, but I don't think he's that type of, I think he's a better third option at this point. Um, a really good third option than being, you know, he's sort of like a Chris Middleton, like he can be a second option, but he's much better as a third option. Um, yeah. You're a lot more con- sort of like Tobias Harris as well. Um, so I think, I think if they can find a way to, to get some, whether it's free agency, whether it's draft, what have you to get a, a wing um, in there with, with Luca that can, you know, hit threes and, and more importantly, is a great defender. Um, then, then they'll be set for the future. But you know, yeah, it's 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 been shocking to watch uh, the Mavs this year. And here's a stat that'll probably uh, blow your mind. I don't know if you saw this floating around social media, but Draymond Green and Luka Doncic have the same three point percentage. It's wild. Just think about that. Draymond shooting with a backpack, Green. And Luka Doncic, this guy who we always just, oh, he's a sniper. And his shot, like, looks good, too. That's the crazy thing. It doesn't, his, like, his motion doesn't look broken. But Well, you could, you could also say from the mental side of things that he knows that he has to do. That he so is much more. Like, his, like, right. his shots are also way different than, like, Draymond. Right. Yeah, Draymond, Draymond is not the focal point of the offense, whereas Draymond Green is the, or uh, Luka is, he is the offense. Like you could say that's even worse. That's like a worse stat for Draymond than it is for Luca. Yeah. Um, but anyways, moving on to drinks. Cause you know, it's Thursday, damn. We're recording this a little bit late in the week. It's Thirsty Thurs. Thirsty Thursday. on. I'm gonna make uh some margaritas. I might pick up some margaritas uh from a place not too far from me, Lost Margaritas in Abington. Um, I haven't had their margarita in a long time, um, but from my recollection, they were very, very good, and they're very, very big. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> haven't had a margarita in a while, but uh, are you a salt or a sugar on the rim type guy? Who put sugar? It's a, a it, listen. Restaurants offer it. It's a thing. I literally no. No, the answer is no because I didn't even know that was a thing. Clearly, you had to ask, so I'd have to assume it would be no. No, I didn't even know that was a thing. So, yeah, so I'm a salt guy. I don't like it uh, blended. I like it, you know, on ice for some reason. Just don't like slushy things that much. So, okay, yeah. okay, that makes sense. Now, for me, drink wise, I was on my wine game last weekend, and I have a feeling with the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday that I will be on my vino game because I feel not wrong drinking a lot of beer on a Sunday, but two glasses of wine. I have enough, and I have a quip with the NFL about the Super Bowl scheduling, but we'll get to that. Um, But a little wine on Sunday, I feel like, hey, adulthood this is mature a little red wine and i have to say 
this is going to come off really like, really, dude. Um, Mark West Pinot Noir. It's like $11 a bottle in some places. Um, I'm sure in Philly, they probably upcharge a little bit. But it is just some simple red wine. It's great for parties because you can buy it in bulk because of the price tag. And it's a nice little, like, it's a little tart, but a smooth finish. So if you like, if you, if you actually like enjoy wine and don't just want sugary drinks, like a white Zinfandel or like a Chardonnay, the Mark West Pinot Noir is for you. It's smooth finish. Like I said, good price tag. I will be drinking it this Sunday. So I suggest if you are like-minded as I am, come join the party. The water's fine. (laughs) And without further ado, let's move on to when I will be drinking this wine and who I will be watching. And that is Super Bowl Live, Laugh, Love. Let's go. Wait, before, before we get into that, should we talk about that big trade? Oh, yes, yes, we should. Yes, I'm getting ahead okay. of it. Because, yeah, that was kind of a big, big deal. And I, I, think I, I think in the last episode, I might have mentioned that I thought he was going to go here. So, I think you did. I think you did. So, Matt Stafford. Uh, giant trade finally gets out of Detroit. Thank God. Thank God. Good for him. About five years too late, but whatever. Uh, he goes to the Rams. The Rams go with a haul, including, of course, Jared Goff and a couple uh, first round picks. That was basically to get off his contract. Um, I mean, the obvious winner is the Rams. Again, I don't think Matt Stafford makes them a Super Bowl contender, but, you know, listen, they get some cap relief. Actually, no, because they they eat that money anyway, so they're just like... Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they get rid of some of it, but they're still dead cap involved. Right. Yeah, so so I think, obviously, the Rams and Matt, Matt Stafford is the ultimate winner, so he just gets out of Detroit, gets to go to L.A. where he's from as a house. He's got a good relationship with Sean McVay. He's friends with them. Um, and... You know, I, again, I don't think he does. I don't think the Rams are now, you know, Super Bowl contenders. Um, but, playoff you know, contenders. it's certainly, yeah, they're playoff contenders. And there's certainly, you know, something to be said that we finally get to see Matt Stafford with a competent organization. Um, and I think it'll be fun to watch, you know, how he does being coached by a good coach, having, you know, talent in front of him, talent to the side of him, talent behind him, talent on the other side of the ball. Like he hasn't had that ever in the decade ever. plus that he played in Detroit. Um, so, you know, for him, I think it's great, you know, but, and for Jared Goff, enjoy making money because your career is over, but. Yeah. I mean, Jared, I mean, you gotta do You gotta grow the hair out. You know, you gotta get, you gotta embrace the city of Detroit, bud, because once they get their teeth into you, you're pretty much there for the rest of your career until you call it quits out of just sanctity for your health. Um, Happy for Matt Stafford. Excited to see what he can do in L.A. Um, him and Sean McVay are apparently buddy-buddy since they were having dinner with each other in Cabo when this deal was made. Yeah. Um, Matt Stafford has only had a 100-yard rusher 11 times in his career. That, mean, uh, that means in 11 games, in only 11 games in his entire career, he's had a running back rush for over 100 yards, which is insane um i'm really excited to see what he can do with a balanced offense and a super competent defense along with sean McVay, who now has a quarterback who can put the ball on the numbers uh sorry jared it's just i don't know what happened to you but you you reap what you sow you did this to yourself yeah in some form or fashion um matt stafford uh I, is he actually a cali boy i always thought he was a southern boy 
No, him and uh, him and Clayton Kershaw. But no, I'm sorry. They're from they're from. Te- you're right. I'm sorry. They're from Texas. Him and Clayton Kershaw like grew up together, played like sports together, and he has a house in L.A. That's why I thought he was from L.A. Oh, okay. a house so in L.A. And he's friends with Clayton Kershaw. Right. So that was sort of my mistake. But yes, he's he has a house in L.A. So this is why it also works out well. I was surprised that. It happened, honestly, with the Rams. I thought he would go to Washington or something like that. Um, I thought they would make a move for him. And, you know, now it leaves the question of, you know, where does Sean Watson end up? There's questions he may go to the Raiders. Um, so I have that- questions. Why does Sean McVay hate first-round picks? The guy hasn't had a first-round pick in years, and then whenever he gets it, he trades them away. I mean, I guess he just – he'd rather just have somebody already developed than – I I guess. Development. I guess he hates player development. I don't know, but the Rams – hate first round picks and Deshaun Watson to your credit I don't know what the hell's gonna happen with him now that 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 is a whole Pandora's box of now what's going to happen and I feel like the Texans are somehow going to screw it up but I'm excited yeah, to see. That. it's kind of like watching a car crash you don't it's like horrible but you don't want to look away you can't look away for some reason yeah no it's uh it's bad but you know so be it but uh <laughs> let's let's turn our attention to the big game coming up uh this Sunday, I'm looking forward to it. I know you are. We get to sort of see there's so many cool storylines with it, but obviously the big one is like goat, junior goat. This is this is this is like this is this is going to change football forever. Like this game, like as as crazy and as like absurd and hot takeish as that sounds, like it changes football forever. Because if Tom Brady gets seven Super Bowls. Like no one's touching him. He, like, he, like there's no way that anybody can even be called the goat. But if Mahomes wins it, he wins two before he's 25, and like there's no reason to believe that he can't easily win a couple more throughout his entire career. That's Tom. And, you know, again, you know that what once the money starts coming in, then who knows? But, um, but. This is going to be such a good game. I think. I think that. Um, I think Kansas City will roll just because, not roll, but I think they win by a touchdown. I don't know what the spread is, but I'll put some money on it. Um, and I think that they just have too much talent. I've seen this team, even without Mahomes, like they still find a way to win. They still beat like good teams in the AFC in the playoffs without them. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and you know, I, I, I just feel like a lot of what's happened with Tampa Bay, they sort of, uh, cards fell sort of well for them at times. Um, you know, again, last, you know, we, we talked about last week's game, you know, the fact that that defense did what they did against the Packers. I don't see them being able to do that again. If, you know, Tom Brady throws three interceptions, like they're not going to hold, Kansas City um, can, you know, two, three and outs and in uh, right after that. So, like, that's not going to happen. Um, so, I think this is a game where Tom Brady has to be vintage. He's got to play like he did against the Eagles, right? He's got to play. He's got to play perfect football. Um, everyone's got to play perfect football for Tampa Bay. I don't think Kansas City has to play perfect football, and that's why they win. That's a good take. Although I am putting money on the Bucks, so I disagree because I don't think Kansas City's defense is going to be able to handle 
the Bucks, in particular, play off Lenny. Chiefs can't stop the run. They haven't been able to stop the run for now two years. With playoff Lenny, I'm a huge believer. He is, for some reason, in the playoffs, like now he has stats to back it up. In six games, he has like seven touchdowns. He has 500 rushing yards, 150 receiving yards. Playoff Lenny's the real deal. Um, and I think the Bucks they've gone through more adversity than the Chiefs have this season. They started out six and four. People wondered, is this team for real? Then they do that thing against the Packers. They have a hell of a game. And they've somehow, some way through the playoffs, as Tom Brady always does, gets his team to the Super Bowl. And you know what? The biggest, this might be personal, Dan, but the biggest thing for me, I am tired of losing money betting against Tom Brady. I have, it has been year after year after year of me just losing money betting on games against him. And I'm, you know what? He hit, he won me money in the A, in the NFC championship. So I am riding with my boy, Tommy. It's time. It's Tom time. And you know what? It's playoff Lenny time. And more importantly, I think the defense for the Bucks is way better than the Chiefs defense. And I think that is going to be kind of the game breaker of this game. And particularly Devin White, country strong, country boy, Devin White is he's unbelievable at linebacker. I can't believe the guy. He's a rookie, right? I can't believe he's a rookie. It's unbelievable. Um, and also according around the league, he is the hard, one of the hardest hitters in the league. And if there's one thing I know that guys with turf toe don't like, it's when they get hit hard as someone who's had turf toe myself, there's nothing worse than when someone nicks you, um, with that toe. Also Pat Mahomes haircut was stopped. Huge mental burden now on him. He's going in with a half cut head. Um, I just, you know, the things it's the, the football gods are talking to me and I'm starting to listen, starting to listen haircut thing with the Hokova protocol, Demarcus Robinson out another close contact on the chiefs out. Dude, my homes has, a that's not, I guarantee you that doesn't matter. They will find a way. Listen, Dan, you know, football is a game of tides. It's a game of momentum. And right now the bucks you know, you just no, don't I, count Tom Brady. Out and the, the, the other thing is that every time I've seen Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, he had a very smart, smart, smart man with a headset on, on his sideline. He doesn't have that same guy there this year. This has been all about Tom Brady. Tom Brady has been the reason that they've been able to get to this point. I will 100% give you that. Um, but this game is also going to come down to coaching as just as much talent as we know there's going to be a few plays where it's going to be wow what a great play that was drawn up um and i just think you have two guys that are offensive minded that are aggressive um but andy has been has all the experience in this situation over um over tampa bay um i take i don't know yeah. you like this I don't what? know if you like this take about Andy Reid. I think we're about to see vintage Eagles, Patriots, Andy Reid come so. back. I don't. I, think so. I really do. I feel like last Super Bowl, yeah, he got it done. I, I, I feel, I feel the uh, spirits of old coming back with old Andy. He said he had a double cheeseburger ready for him if he wins this Super Bowl. Yeah, even more reason. Mm, I don't know, Dan. I don't know. I'm feeling Andy from Philly coming out. To, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Is it also because no, of I, I think, I think some Bucks player props? Maybe. Listen, but... I think I think the Andy Reid from Philly left 
the moment Patrick Mahomes stepped on the field. Uh, the moment Patrick Mahomes showcased what he was, the old Andy Reid left. Part of Andy Reid's issue was he didn't have the talent that he has now, right? Like, you know. That's fair. That's if, you fair. Gave, if you gave me the talent he has now with the, you know, the rules and everything and transported it 15 years ago, Andy Reid never leaves Philadelphia. So, you know. Um, oh, yeah. And there's a lot more Super Bowls hanging out, hanging up uh, in Super Bowl banners hanging up in Lincoln Financial Field. So, so I, that's been my notice of Andy Reid since over the last few years is just the old Andy Reid left the moment Patrick Mahomes had on the field. He's just different. Listen, all I'm going to tell the listeners is if you are tired of losing money, if you have had a rough playoff betting series like I have and you want to win some money, take Tom Brady and the Bucks. I don't know why. I don't know how. It's just the Bucks and Tom and Bruce Arians' face gets redder every game. He's like competing with Andy Reid now. It's like Battle of the Tomato Men. Um, it's just, it is just everything that comes up to it. And I don't think Tom Brady is ready to give up that crown just yet to Patrick Mahomes. It's only a matter of time. I think it's only a matter of time until Patrick Mahomes takes the crown. But I think this is Tom Swan song to the league. I think this, this is it. This is uh this, this is Michael Jackson. This is it. Greatest album, greatest hits. This is where we see Tom Brady, vintage Tom for the last time. He's got everybody. Also, Super Bowl MVP, AB. I think this is AB redemption story time. Uh, I feel like he's going to have a huge game, especially after seeing what Scotty Mills did with his snaps in the AFC championship. I think it's AB MVP because I'm not going to lie. Even though I'm betting with Tom, I don't want to see him win another damn Super Bowl MVP. So you know where I stand. You know where Dan stands. It's the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl LIV, Super Bowl live, laugh, love. Let's get after it, boys. <laughs> I'm excited for it, and I hope uh, everyone is as well. It should be a great Super Bowl. First Super Bowl ever, see where the home, where the team hosting is in it. So that, that'll be cool as well. Um, but uh, we'll just have to see. I think the Chiefs will win. We'll see. Bye, Millie. Who knows? Bye, Millie. But, uh, but thank you for uh, watching again another episode of Broad Street Bench Rumors, sponsored, of course, by Growler and Grub Magazine. Roxborough Hospital and the Isle Manny Young. I am Dan Black. He is Richie Gary. We will see you next week. See you next week, guys.